Hello, and welcome to episode 16 of Capes and Junk. I am your host, as always, John Lucero. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Michael Hughes. Michael, say hello to the people. It's a, it's a sweet 16, indeed. It is a sweet 16, indeed. So this, this week, we're blowing out the candles in the in the in a darkened <laughs> room. <laughs> and, uh, Metaphor got away from us already. Yeah, yeah we uh, <laughs> we are talking about. We were doing our first publisher spotlight for this episode. Mm. Uh, we are be talking about H one Comics. Michael, who is H one Comics? Uh, based on the the very little thing I knew before <laughs> this, uh, H one Comics put out a free comic book day issue called Ignited back in 2019 and I remember picking that up and it gives you like a little snippet which we'll get into more of that issue shortly but it's like wow the, this is really cool I mean it's it's just X-Men but I'm I'm all for more X-Men and then they came out in 2019 then went poo poo in 2021 so yeah and we will we'll get a little more into their the history and who is involved uh it was again a very short-lived publisher uh, but before we can do that, we have to get we have to figure out who we are this episode, Michael. Um, right. Last time, I think we uh, I think we did we did pretty well for ourselves, uh, all things considered. We were uh, rep- reptilian, oh, yeah, for the turtles, uh, freaks, uh, and geeks. But this time, I'll, I will go first. Let's see who I am. Rotting fission. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'm like I'm like a nuclear powered guy, but I'm also di- I'm dying at the same time. Like I'm kind of like Shin Godzilla. I'm sure you know, understand the reference completely, Michael. Oh yeah, um, totally. yeah. Or I'm kind, or not maybe not Shin Godzilla, more like Godzilla in Godzilla versus um, Space Godzilla, where he's basically a walking nuke and is uh, set to set to detonate, but uh, eventually. Uh, and so yeah, I am basically a walking time bomb. And um, I don't know how my superhero my first was uh, was Blight from Batman Beyond. OK, sure. Like that's... Radiation skeleton. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Uh, way, way more useful than just being a walking time bomb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Yeah. Hit me, hit me, Michael. Uh, <laughs> what am I going to do with this? I am the visionary stinger. Um <laughs> I, I work for for the MCU, and I just I just have these ideas about clips <laughs> okay, I put at yeah. the ends of the movies. Okay, yeah, I was, I was I was going along those lines too. That was you 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 got there way faster. That was good. Yeah, he's, all those all those uh post all that post credit stuff people expect now. It's all because of Michael. So you can either uh-huh. hate him or love him because of that. <laughs> I'm a visionary. Vision is scary. Um. <laughs> so that's awful. Yeah, so I'm sorry, everyone, that, that, that now you can't just go to a movie and leave once the movie is over. <laughs> it kind of sucks. It really does. Like, credits are rolling. All right, I'm going to pull up my phones or after credits scene and whatever movie. Yeah, okay, we got to sit through the credits. Yeah, yeah, there's like, there's not many movies where you can immediately be like, okay, there's got there's 0% chance of the, the post credit scene in this movie. Um, did Aquaman have one? Uh, Yes, it did. A, a comedy <laughs> one. Excellent. Uh, yeah, it was uh, because as because it's you know, there's no more <laughs> after that one technically. Uh, so yeah, right. Yeah, really, really strange, really weird end note for that for a very weird 
Oh, yeah, the DCU. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but we're not, we're not here to talk about that today. We're here to talk about H1 Comics, Michael. <laughs> H1 Comics. And stay away from DC and Marvel. And yet yes. we bring it up, bring them both up in the <laughs> yeah. first 20 seconds. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, full, uh, H1 Comics is a uh, comic book uh, publishing company owned by Humanoids Publishing. Uh, which is o- owned by French publisher Le, hu- Le Humanoides Associates. Uh, pr- I think I said that more Spanish, more Spanish than French. So <laughs> apologies, I I speak Spanish. So, yeah, blame uh, your wife. Yeah. Uh, founded in October 2018 by Kwanzaa Osajefio. Sorry if I am pronouncing mispronouncing the name. Carlos Speed McNeil and Yannick Paquette as an imprint of Le Humano- of Le Humanoides, Les Humanoides Associates, uh, and joined by John Cassidy as the Chief Creative Officer and Mark Wade as Director of, Director of Creative Development. And they ran from October 2019, uh, 2018, sorry, uh, as of, and then they, I think they published in October 2019 officially, um, uh, until February 2021. So yeah, most of their runs only have eight to ten comics. Yeah, it's uh, like it was essentially everything they had got a run and then they were done. Um, so as far as people involved, uh, John Cassidy, there's uh, like the I mentioned those people, uh, Fabrice Sapolsky, senior editor, Amanda Lucido, assistant editor, um, and uh, the. John Cassidy worked on a few things like Astonishing X-Men and Captain America. He's an artist, so uh, he drew for a few few of those things. The only one, only member that's particularly like immediately interesting is Mark Wade. I don't know if, you, if you're familiar with Mark Wade, Michael, but he's one of the I most prolific have, comic writers. Of, that name. He's one of the most prolific comic, comic writers of all time. He's like an all-time great comic writer. Uh, you know, I'll give you I'll give you just the you know the the uh, the hits. For, for from him, uh, he's the Flash. Uh, I believe he wrote a lot of um, Wally West's best stuff, if I remember right. Um, Captain America. He wrote Kingdom Come. Uh, he wrote he wrote Tower of Babel, and as well as Just League of America Year One before prior to Tower of Babel. Uh, Superman Birthright. Uh, he's written Daredevil uh, and won awards for his run on Daredevil. Uh, he wrote. Uh, um, he's currently writing the ongoing World's Finest run, which has been uh, pretty much universally lauded as it is possibly the best run for that series. And if you were curious about World's Finest, we have an episode on World's Finest uh, from a few months back, uh, a few episodes back, uh, that I that I uh, encourage you to listen to. It was a, that was a fun episode. I learned learned a lot about yeah, them. Watch the uh, <clears throat> the cartoon episodes. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, like I said, like I said, I mean, Kingdom Come Alone is like one of the uh, like the most legendary comics ever ever written. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then T- Tower of Babel is what Justice League Doom is based around, right? Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, and al- oh, also, he uh, he was one of the writers for Age of Apocalypse, and he also co-created Onslaught. So, oh, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, he's been. I mean, he's been around since the uh, since the eighties, 
and oh, oh he missed this too. I totally forgot this too. He wrote uh, Gotham by Gaslight, and oh, wow. uh, and was the and is considered a co-creator of Elseworlds, DC's Elseworlds. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's Damn. he's been been a big part of both companies, and uh, he's sixty one and still still going strong. Obviously, with a with a really good with a really great world's finest run going. Nice. And uh, I think he's I think he's also writing the or working on the Shazam series uh, um, going on or he might have been working on the current Shazam. I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, so he uh, so it's impressive to get him on on board with your company right at the bat, which that's you know, that's a big a huge name to get on board mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Uh, so. All of this started with H1 Ignition uh, on Free Comic Book Day, uh, April 3rd, 2019. I was there. Yeah, Michael was there. <laughs> so, Michael, uh, I will let you talk about H1 Ignition, which we both read. I, I, yeah, I read. Uh, yeah. yeah, I read it again this morning just to, just to be safe. I was going to try and dig out my physical one, but I couldn't begin to guess where that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's... Basically, a little grab bag. It gives you like two to three pages of the main runs they were doing. We got Ignited, Omni, and Strange Lands, and then uh, I think even Meyer had a couple of pages towards the end. But it it just kind of dips the toe into that universe to get you interested enough to go out and pick up the actual books when they dropped. Yeah. So what is the what is yeah? So what is the setup for the Ignited or the Ign? Their universe, I think it's the United Universe, is what it's called. Yeah, United is just like the main run. Yeah. So, so what is the what is the overarching setup they have for this their Uh, their series? The setup is X Men. Yes, it is. (laughs) Basically, says how the the opening is talking about how some species kind of evolved to defend themselves and stuff like that, and then it says that planet Earth as a whole is doing that and certain people just start manifesting these abilities much in the way that the X-Men characters do. Yeah, but not as based around, like, puberty as um, X-Men right. is. Yeah, there's le- X-Men is a, l- is a little more, expl- I think, a little more explanation. And I know they're, they're they, uh, I don't, I know that part of their, like, pitch for it is there someone is trying to figure out why this is happening, so I don't know if that ever mm-hmm. gets revealed why, it, why it's happening. Um, in, in those 10 issues? Yeah, and those 10 issues. So there's 10 issues of Ignited. Uh, oh, also, there's like an Amanda Waller figure in this, of course. You know, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. In, in the shadows. Yeah. So Ignited uh, was written by Mark Wade, uh, Kwanzaa Asajefio, and drawn by Phil Briones. Uh, they got, it got 10 issues from June 5th, 2019 until January 20th, 2021. Uh, and the pitch, the uh, elevator pitch, is a year after a shooting inside Phoenix Academy High happened during the ignition. Six students turned ignited, joined together to prevent another similar crisis in their school. So, they, they, I read, they, I read the first issue of this, Michael. I, oh, did I, you? I, I, did. I, I had it pulled up to to read, and I didn't actually pull the trigger on it because I wasn't sure how in depth we were going to go. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Uh, so again it's like the third time this week i was not trying to do that yeah so (laughs) the um 
so th this issue, th so it's ignited, and I believe this storyline is called triggered specifically because I think they were planning on more stuff in the in the future. Uh, so the first issue takes place like I think over a year after the shooting, just over a year after the shooting, uh, and it's in the school and how people are coming back to school and dealing with that, and like there's some some parents have turned into a militia, and then some su some students have turned into uh, uh, hackers threatening to take out people that are um, not supporting these their anti-gun beliefs and um, there's not a lot of superpowers in the uh, in the first issue I'll say uh, not until the very like last page save for like one other moment uh, that you could you could miss if you aren't paying attention uh, it's so I, I was looking at like a thoughts on on this issue um, and this run, uh, and there's obviously the people that are you know that are just not gonna like it because of the uh, anti the strong anti gun stance it has, uh, and I have my own opinions on uh, gun control and things like that, and I don't want to get into that right now, uh, but uh, I'm very I'll just say I'm very left I'm a very left leaning person, uh, and so I, I I know that that was <clears throat> that was always gonna be a turn off. For for plenty of comic comic book readers, uh, as you know, Michael, uh, comic comic book readers like their escapism, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, uh, and they use that as an excuse to <laughs> to say they don't like something because it doesn't allow them to escape from reality. When in reality, it just doesn't like vibe with their personal beliefs. And uh, but I also just think it's not super well written. Um, it's uh, the the teenagers have uh, like the teenage dialogue is pretty is pretty bad overall like it's just not believable it moves it it moves at a weird pace um so it's clearly like uh, adults writing teenage dialogue yeah which is always fun <laughs> and, uh yeah it i don't it just it, it didn't it didn't grab me at all is it um, is it worse better or worse than buffy uh like the dialogue yeah yeah uh it's worse than buffy <laughs> yeah awesome um but it, i think buffy has, has great dialogue at times but uh you know so it, it, i know we're talking about the first season of buffy uh if you aren't familiar with our other stuff we are watching Buff we're doing a buffy podcast currently yeah michael. first episode went up last week as you're yeah. listening to this and michael is experiencing all for the first time and we're only in the first season and the first season is a little is a little on the extra cheesy side so, <laughs> so, yeah um but still a good time um so yeah i it did not pull me in i'll say that uh it seemed they it definitely there's also like uh in the in the one shot they the uh the scene from this in the one shot is the uh with the the basically the alex jones stand-in character uh mm -hmm. and then his house getting blown up by the ignited the kids that were ignited um that's the opening of this comic as well and i don't know it's just everything is just so on the nose that it's kind of like um it feels overly preachy in a way that it doesn't feel like it's making any points uh any real like good points you know uh -huh. it's just uh it's just um i don't know it feels under underbaked uh and uh, it's um, pretty, go ahead so of those three uh series that they kind of touch on in that book uh 
Meyer notwithstanding, because that's just that's kind of outside the superhero realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ignited Strangelands and Omni. Ignited was the one that was easily the least interesting, just from that little taste they give you. Yeah, the uh, it's a it's a bold setup, and I just I don't think they really do anything with it. It's uh, I, again, I've only read one issue. Maybe the other nine are great, but it does not. It did. Uh, it definitely wasn't. Um, um, a lot as a lot of their stuff it was very mid middling in the review department for when I could what I could uh, when I was mm-hmm. just doing my loose research on things and seeing what people thought of everything. Everything seemed pretty like six six out of ten was like the like the average for everything. My loose research resulted in a post on Reddit from four years ago that says I just read all the H1 connected comics, ignited Strangelands and Omni. Has anyone else read them? It had zero comments, <laughs> just, <laughs> zero zero reactions. <laughs> Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> That's about yeah. what I expected, I guess. So, so Strange Lands. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the other, the other two really quick. Uh, written by Magdalene Visaggio and Darcy Little Badger, drawn by Guillermo Sana. Eight issues, July seventeenth, twenty nineteen, to, to August second, twenty twenty. A married couple, this is in quotes, uh, is on the run while attempting not to lose control of their powers, which seem to be magnetic powers, uh, based yeah. on the uh, like the. Uh, like a positive and negative attraction, like they can't. So, uh, what explain explain them, Michael? Explain their their little bit. So, uh, how do you pronounce Alakshi? Alakshi? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Alakshi and Adam Land are. They were complete strangers, and then whenever the ignited event happened, they ended up with polarizing powers, but. They can't touch, but they can't get too far away or else their powers start to activate. And Adam becomes more magnetic and Alakshi starts repulsing things, both of them to degrees of deadly force if they get far enough away. So that little couple of pages they show you, uh, Alakshi gets on a train and it starts to go away and Adam gets stopped. And he, like uses his powers to grab a nightstick and beat this guy that's stopping him, and then he pulls a motorcycle towards himself. Uh. All very, very cool stuff. But then it cuts back to Alakshi, and she is blowing a hole in the train, and that that's where it's, the, the snippet cuts off. I'm like, holy crap, what? I actually want to know what happens next. Like, pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, yeah I'd say out of the three, that was also my the one that easily interested, interested me the most. Um... Just but like the I, the whole. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like that. This one only runs for eight issues, from July seventeenth, twenty nineteen, to August second, twenty twenty. And I imagine the writers probably had difficulty figuring out what to do with their abilities. Mm-hmm, <laughs> it, yeah, it doesn't seem like anything for like a real sustained duration. Yeah, I I, sh- I guess I should also say that like the the ethos or uh, the the. The what they based this whole universe around was um, that it's average people or normal people becoming uh, extraordinary, and but not in fate, but also still basically like um, more more or less normal issues. Uh, I believe that they weren't they weren't going to have any super villains or anything along those lines in the in their comics, uh, which is. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I feel like you don't need super villains, but they do. I mean, villains do all do add to. Mm-hmm. Add to, especially comic books. I mean, it feels like there's uh, a villain is so key to the two heroes uh, that for the most part that uh, I could see that like 
there not being enough uh, stakes to grab people. I don't know. There, uh, but the, but the the concept is neat. I'll say. I feel like uh, they would have got there. Like yeah. inevitably, because if you're giving a whole bunch of people powers at once, not everyone is going to be using them for good. Yeah, I agree. It kind of uh, reminds me of the the static shot cartoon, the Big Bang, where like static was about the only good person that they used his powers for good, and everyone else turned out to be villains. But I guess that's the title character for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the third one is Omni, uh, written by Devin Grayson, drawn by Aletha Martinez. Ten issues, August 14th, 2019 to February 4th, 2021. A former physician attempts to deal with her past while trying to discover the secret behind the ignited, which doesn't explain the part where she can now think at the speed of light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I want to explain the, 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 the final uh, one shot that we have in, yeah. the, in there. Cecilia... Cabina, I guess. Yeah. I'm not sure what ethnicity she's supposed to be, but I'm not going to try and guess either, of course. Uh, so it, it cuts to her in the middle of, a, I think, a convenience store or gas station. Uh, a crook had just shot a cop, and she's analyzing the wounds and putting pressure and all because she's, you know, an actual doctor, too. And you kind of see these little thought bubbles floating around where she's analyzing stuff. She's talking about the, the color of the guy's hair sticking up from under his mask. And he's pointing the gun at such an angle that if he shot it again, it would shoot the, the cop right through the heart. Mm-hmm. It's just those little details that like don't yeah. need to be there, but it really adds to what the character can do. Yeah, she's an extreme mentalist. <laughs> the, isn't there is an X Men we talked about that has the same yeah, the uh, exact same powers, right? Uh, uh, I guess Sage is kind of like that, or she's got that uh, hard drive memory. Yeah, and there's like a there's a, a, a guy one too, right? That's also has a very similar power. Uh, um, I don't remember the, their names, Pro- but uh, Prodigy's kind of yeah, maybe it was, uh, I was thinking of Prodigy, but uh, yeah, they're so. Yeah, it's her trying to like you deal with the fact that she can. She has. To, she's constantly thinking, uh, which is you know exhausting. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so that her, one's kind of... her. Uh, her main goal is to like answer all the questions. Yeah, <laughs> so I guess yeah. that's like her driving force. Yeah, so it's an okay, an okay setup. I think it's. Um... I think of the three, that was the one that I was most interested in continuing just because I really like that ability and I want yeah. to see how they, how they did that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it probably, it was probably the easiest one to write for out of the three, um, mm-hmm. or at least out of the, uh, I guess ignited is pretty standard other than the fucking school shooting. But, yeah, I, um, think, yeah. I think they saw that, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movie and they're like where he analyzes that guy. It's like, okay, yeah. if I do this, 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 and then they'll take them out real quick, and they're like, yeah, we can make that a comic book. <laughs> that one scene. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and finally, uh, the, at the back of uh, the one shot, there is A Life of an Ignited, written by Carla Speeding Neal, drawn by Meredith Laxton. A bonus story included in the issues of Ignited, Strangelands, and Omni, featuring backstories about other people turned into Ignited. So... It's just little like world building parts at the end of at the end of other at the end of each comic. Um, if you if you read comics, which I when I've 
just started doing recently, uh, you'll know that they usually have a uh, a snippet. A lot of them will have a snippet of, of other comics to get you to uh, want to uh, check those out as well. So it's kind of like that idea. Yeah. So there's also so that's the H1 universe, and then there's also mm-hmm. H1 originals. There, which uh, there are three. So these are all these are three graphic novels that came out under the publisher as well. Um, so that we've got Meyer, which uh, Michael mentioned a couple times, uh, written by Jonathan Swifty Lang, drawn by Andrea Moody, uh, Muddy or Moody, um, and Sean Martin Martin Bro. Uh, it's a graphic novel, like I said, September September twenty fifth, twenty nineteen. Uh, when it was came, when it was released, Jewish American mobster Meyer Lansky gets involved with a young janitor for a last job before he gets into retirement. Um, uh, I gotta say, it's not the most uh, immediately appealing um, yeah. premise, so that one did not grab me. There's the Big Country, written by Quentin Peoples, drawn by Dennis Calero. Uh, released November 20th, 2019, set in 1978, an old-fashioned sheriff named Grissom Callahan must question his life and methods when a serial killer threatens his town. So that that's a little more my speed, just because, you know, I, I, I like gritty uh, um, cop noir and things like that and serial killer stuff, but it also just kind of sounds like a, a screenplay that wasn't accepted and they wanted to... <laughs> uh, I looked at what what if cop noir, but in the Wild West? Yeah. Or have you have you ever have you guys seen Justified? Uh, And so it's that I I looked into some uh, some reviews and thoughts on that one. And that pretty much seemed uh, in line with what I expected (laughs) just from uh, just from reading what it is. Uh, and the last one, Nick Nevin and the Bloody Queen, written by Helen Mullane, drawn by Dom Reardon and Matthew Dow Smith. Came out March 11th, 2020. An interesting time to release something. Uh, the Ooh, the yeah. enigmatic Nick Nevin Oswald must deal with a series of ghastly murders committed as an attempt to unleash the power of, an, of the ancient gods of Great Britain. So, I actually read a bit of this one. That uh, just sounds like the Dresden Files. Yeah, it's okay. It's totally fine. I think that's... And... I think that's a good description of the whole of H1 stuff. Is It's all just okay. <laughs> And I think, and I, you know, I wish there was like some big reason for why it's it, it went out of business, like so, or some scandal even, or something, some something juicy, you know. But really, it's I think it's just their stuff was just okay, and it and uh, and the pandemic happened probably is what is uh, yeah, it's really what uh, what did them in. They uh, I, I what little searching I've. Did I could not find anything concrete about why they went away. It just happened. Yep. It just seems like they're just something that will be lost to history, <laughs> comic history. Yeah. Um, uh, and it, it, it's it, it's got to be tough for comic book publishers and stuff to compete with the big two that have been around since the 60s and beyond. Abs- yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, and then Marvel and DC, and then you have like Dark Horse, which has been going strong for a long time now, and um, Legendary, who does all their mm-hmm. all their um, licensed stuff. Yeah. Um, Same I, with IDW. I, IDW, yep, IDW. Um, and then, I mean, Marvel and DC have their own like spin, like DC's got Vertigo, and uh, which is now um, Black Label. So they even have their own stuff that kind of covers um, like more graphic novel, the more graphic novel side of comic book writing. So they to, to get they get that market too. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's very hard. 
Um, uh, and even even when you have like a, a writer like Mark Wade uh, brought on, uh, if the if you I think I just think the uh, uh, in him I mean, he wrote he, he wrote Ignition and Ignited, so he was a part of their flagship stuff, and it still just didn't didn't work. Yeah, when I was searching for stuff, a lot of what was popping up were just various news articles saying, "Hey, H one Comics brought on Mark Wade." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they, Wasn't they tried. To save him, apparently, yeah, yeah, they tried. Uh, that's kind of like the story of H one, Michael. Um, yeah, like I got that free comic book, and I it was enough enough to pique my interest. But I don't know if my comic book shop wasn't big enough to carry some of these more obscure ones. But I I never saw a single one. A single issue in that that year and a half run. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll check my my comic book shop and see if I can even find any. I, it's <laughs> it, mine's mine's pretty ro- mine's pretty robust, but it's I don't I don't I don't know if it's going to be carrying two year old uh, uh, mini series, basically mi- mini series at this point uh, yeah. that, that no one talks about. Uh, I mean, nowadays there are other ways to read them online and I might actually do so just because it's, it's such a bite-sized thing to mm-hmm. get through. Yeah. I actually read, I actually, this is actually the first thing I've read, I've read online as opposed to buying them. Just, uh, yeah. Turtles yeah. was the, <laughs> the first one that I didn't read digitally Yeah, through the, uh, the DC and Marvel apps. Yeah. We did, we did get some nice hardcover copies of turtles though. So that yeah, it's, it uh, looks real nice. Yeah. Uh, so what are we doing next time, Michael? Uh, we are bringing in our, our favorite special guests to do a panels to channels adjacent. I guess I wasn't originally panels, but uh, whatever. It's our show. Yeah, <laughs> we are taking a look at the first season of Danny Phantom. Yes, uh, a show uh, Michael and I both, both uh, liked, liked, liked slash love when we were younger, uh, <laughs> but not yeah. as much as uh our wives do. Yeah, our wives are big Danny Phantom heads, the Fenton heads. Uh, and so, yeah, we're looking forward to talking about that again. Season one, I think it's 20 episodes, something yeah, along those is. lines. Yeah, 20, 20 minute episodes. So really like a 10 episode season of a show. If you if you want to look at it like uh, like that, um, looking looking forward to that. Uh, it's been a while. We watched uh, we watched a couple episodes a few months ago when we were talking when we started talking when we started talking about this. And it's, it's a good show. It's a good show. Yeah, we watched the first two just a couple nights ago, and it's still pretty solid. Yeah. Just once you get past Butch Hartman's involvement. <laughs> Yo, man, he did so. Handle noted. Things. He did so many good <laughs> things too. It's always it's it's all it's always how it goes. <laughs> yeah, gotta look so many, past the uh, the artist. There's so many good Butch Butch Hartman shows, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> it's, uh, but. Uh, also, if you uh, if you like our, like our voices and you want to hear more, uh, we ju- like like I mentioned previously, we just released uh, first episode of Summer School, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast, where I'm taking Michael and two other um, lovely people, Vanessa Cahill and Jesse Obando, on a journey through Buffy the Vampire Slayer for the first time. Uh, and uh, it's uh, it's been it's been fun. Still incredibly early on, but it's it's already been a blast. So yeah, uh, please, totally. please give, the, give that first episode a listen. Uh, it's going to be a bit on the longer side compared to the future episodes, just because it's a lot, of, a lot of setup in that one, and uh, we covered two episodes as well in one. But uh, yeah, and that'll be uh, that'll be uh, biweekly as well. So basically, the week you're not listening to the, the week this doesn't uh, you're not getting Cape and Junk, you'll be getting a summer school. Um, at least uh, that will be our current schedule. Uh, so yeah. uh, look forward to that. Yeah, 
Yeah, let us know what you think about this episode. I don't know how many middling publishers we can yeah. dig up, but uh, or if any of the H1 comics piqued your interest, maybe we can cover those in a future episode. Uh, yeah, you always, know, they're, they're short, so easy read. Always looking forward to hearing what people have to say about our stuff. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, feedback's always great. Uh, and that's all we have. Oh, join the Discord also. It's it's a blast over there. Uh, Michael Michael does a good job. Uh, and until next time, guys. Later. Bye bye.